Hey yo, happy hump day. I've got a very, very happy little Teddy Pterodactyl with me today. Uh, <laughs> as always, our honorary co-host, who you will hear him <laughs> quite frequently in today's podcast. And I just have to say, I'm so grateful to have a job and to get to work with a team and community who just lets me live my best life with my child. <laughs> One of the things that was really important to me when I uh, first became a mom was just incorporating him into our lifestyle. And so I'm grateful that he can come along to these interviews and that he gets to hang out with our team. And this conversation today felt the way that when I first brainstormed ideas and what I wanted the Women Us podcast to feel like, I wanted it to feel like you were sitting down with a conversation with friends. And as I listened back to this conversation, it felt like, probably because it was, just a group of gals chit-chatting on a Friday afternoon, catching up and just having a real conversation. I feel like this was a very unfiltered conversation that was very authentic to who we are and really well-rounded. Katie and I got to sit down at the Mirage Mahal with Jasmine, who is our public relations on our Women S team, and she shared with us a little bit about her new role where she gets to support women in the workforce, um, helping women on businesses and policy change and reform for women. She talks a lot about solo traveling as a woman, and we have a moment where she shares the influence of her grandma, a uh, really touching moment actually. A lot of the topics that I feel like we got to discuss today are super relevant. I think Jasmine is not only relatable, but really does a great job of talking about complex subject matters and breaking them down in a way that makes them feel manageable. I think one of the big things that stood out to us from, that I took away from our conversation is what happens when we stop trying to fix other people's problems and how do we do that while still being a supportive friend? She talks about the importance of filling our own reservoir and that while we're giving kudos to others, how to take ownership of our own achievements and celebrate our own wins. We get to finish off by playing a little round of Are You Into It? where we ask Jasmine a series of questions of figuring out what she is into, including her full moon rituals, which leads to a very, oh, just a very humanizing conversation about being a woman. <laughs> and talking about if she would go on a 100-hour dark retreat where you're in the dark for 100 hours. Would you do it? Are you into it? I hope that you enjoy this conversation with Jasmine. And we have some very fun Women's in the Wilderness coming up this Saturday, August 12th. 
10 a.m. Quinn's Pond. Uh, we do have our reservations for paddleboard sent in, but if you've recently signed up, please send us an email if you still need to rent a paddleboard. We will update that reservation. Uh, we will also see you August 26th. That is a Saturday morning at Bar 3 for our pop-up shop. Come say hi. Your first class is free. And then Saturday, September 16th, we'll be at Esther Simplot for a fun day at the park. That'll be at 11.30 a.m. We'll have yard games. We'll probably go down some slides, swing on some swings, hang out with our community. Uh, it's just gonna be a fun time. We are looking at the rest of our season lineup. It's going to include a bike ride. We're looking at a hike. Uh, and we're also looking at doing a workshop on how to fix your bike. I don't know about you, but as a female cyclist, it is really empowering to know how to fix my bike should I run into any sort of situations uh, while I'm out and about in the foothills or doing gravel riding. So keep an eye out for that. But we also wanna hear from you. What would you like to do? We will likely do some snowshoeing in the winter. Uh, we wanna hear your ideas as well, uh, as well as your feedback on this podcast. We create this content, one, because we enjoy it, but two, we want to make sure that it serves our community. So if there's someone who you would love to hear us have a conversation with, uh, or you wanna tell us even like, how long do you like your podcast to be? Would you like us to be once a week, twice a week? Do you like hearing from our board members, getting to know our team? Do you like our women's hours? Uh, we create this again because we want to serve you and we enjoy doing it. All right. I hope that this conversation finds you well. Enjoy getting to know Jasmine. Hey, Womeness, and welcome. I'm Genevieve Nutting, the founder of Womeness Community and host of the Womeness Podcast. And I'm so pumped you're here. My team and I have created this space for Womeness like you to feel seen, heard, and empowered. Each week, we'll launch a fresh episode with resources, stories from Womeness, and tools related to mindfulness, movement, and community. More than just a podcast, this is your weekly source of energy and connection with the many inspiring and relatable voices of Womeness. In a world where we are constantly on the go, let this be your landing space where we can slow down and come together. This is the Womeness Podcast. Oh my gosh, what a great, okay, so wait, Mirage Mahal. Mirage Mahal. This is such a lovely place you have, by the way. Thank you. I just feel like the person that I want to be when I'm in this space. <laughs> Yeah, right? Yeah, we're coming at you live from, what is it, Taj Mahal? No, Close. no Mirage, Mirage Mahal. <laughs> oh my gosh, I knew it wasn't right, and I just couldn't get it. I wanted, so when I was like, when I was curating all of the things for it, because I, I moved from my parents' house, and so I had to get everything new, like, and I mean everything new. Um, so, I mean, what you see is just my curated pieces, and I, um, I wanted to make it so that when people come in when they walk through the front door they feel like they can sit down and put their feet up on the couch because mm -hmm. you know those houses that you go into and it's just like uncomfortable and yeah. you go in and you're just like up straight and yeah. your feet are on the ground and you're waiting for like what's happened next and it's like no I want I want there to be seating for wherever you want to sit so the dining table the kitchen the bedroom I have like a little what do you call it Oh, what do you call it? A bistro table upstairs. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, if you wanted to, you can have a coffee up there. Nice. I do that in the morning sometimes. And 
I just like, yeah, I wanted it to be a space that people feel very at home, like the minute they walk in. Yeah, when I walked in, I thought, wow, that was, I think, the first thing I said. And then it's just like... <laughs> you said that before you walked yeah, in. When you saw the cheetah print rug outside, you're like, okay, it's on. <laughs> it just feels so comfortable, but also so curated. Thank like, you. In, what's the word? Um, intentionally curated. Yeah. It's, it's really lovely. Yeah. I feel like it's a big word for me is intention. Keeps showing up in my life, and I'm like, mm, yeah, it makes mm-hmm. sense. The reason it's showing up makes sense, I think. Well, it is. It's so nice. It doesn't look like you just got a bunch of things from, no, I mean, we all love Target, but it doesn't look like you just got a bunch of things off Target and put yeah. it all together. Like, everything you can tell has story behind it. Yeah. has, like, there's, like, family and friends. I feel like anything I were to ask you about, it would it be like a, oh, I just saw this at TJ Maxx, and, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sure maybe there's a couple of those, but, I don't know, even, like... I'm trying to think. Honestly, I don't think I have any art or home decor from TJ Maxx. What's your favorite piece? Oh, very difficult. Um, (laughs) I know. Oh, my favorite piece. Honestly, okay, so this, the Untitled by Unknown. Yes. That is my favorite piece because it's such a story and how it, like, even came into my home in the first place. Um, And I... Pretty much what happened is Jason, my partner, has a studio with um, two of his friends, and they have uh, like a rafter kind of area, and they found that piece, and they were going to give it to him to just like, you can use it for like scrap canvas, you can make whatever you want on it. Um, But they don't know who made it, they don't know what it's called, or anything like that, but it's gorgeous, and um, I don't know, I feel like whoever looks at it, whoever you are, you see something different. Mm-hmm. And that's my favorite part about it. Because I've always wanted a piece. My, my mom has a piece that's like that. She calls it the sanctuary. My aunt has a piece like that um, in India. And it's above her couches. And it's to me, it looks like a woman in a sari like, laying down. But mm-hmm. someone else is going to see something else. So everyone in my family has like one specific piece. And I mm-hmm. am a big believer in what's meant for you will not miss you. Yeah. And so that kind of just like walked into our lives. And... Um, I told Jason, I was like, Jason, you're not using that as scrap. We are putting that in the house. <laughs> but um, it's cool because everyone sees something different when they look at it. Yeah. Yeah. What about the trolls? <laughs> the bear. I love them. <laughs> uh, <laughs> is this a story you can share? Yes, yes. Um, everyone in my family loves trolls. We are from... Uh, a place in Seattle. It's west of Seattle. It's a little town called Paulsbow, and it's a Norwegian town. And um, there is this one store there, and I don't think the store is there anymore. But they have these trolls everywhere, and we would always just pick them up whenever we'd go in, when we lived there, and when we'd go back to visit. But it all started with my dad because um, my dad would travel to like Norway, I believe, and Holland, and they have those trolls everywhere. So when he was younger, he bought one of them and then that's just kind of where it started so all the kids we all grew up with all these trolls everywhere just collecting in the house and when we're all out of the house he starts to give them like one by one pretty much to us so that we can have them in our own homes um so cool yeah i have my soccer troll my little pot belly troll and then my two sibling trolls awesome and i just love your disco balls i every time i see them like jenny you just need to order the dino disco, though, I feel like Theo, our little 
Dino needs one for his. That was one of my room. like the greatest housewarming presents I've ever received. Oh. Is that little disco Dino? Obviously, Jurassic Park. So well, I'm like, yeah. Jurassic Park and disco combined. Yes, incredible. Yes, nice. movie. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, number one. I love time. learning about you. Yeah, I know. But right? funny about <laughs> Jurassic Park. I want to get right back to you. But my mom loves to take naps, and for years, my mom would put on Jurassic Park to go to sleep to during her naps. Oh my god, that I did that the nothing. other day. You did. Yes. yes. Such a like, Wait, but what helps love... you fall asleep? If I could not. And I can fall asleep. I think because she just knows it so well that it's yeah. like she doesn't have to look at the TV. Right. But it's like comforting. But, it's like friends. Yeah, but it's so like scary. And not like <laughs> it's so good. I mean, 30 years later, it's still like the best movie of all time. It really is. <laughs> you are someone who like, okay, so you've been with our team. For those who are listening and oh, <laughs> you've been with our team for a little over a year now mm-hmm. and you found us at FemSTEM and it's so interesting to me. So you got your, I want to make sure I get this right. You studied sociology and communications with an emphasis. This is so cool. Film production, gender studies, and French. Yes. And now I feel like this is like our generation. We get our degrees, but then what we do with them <laughs> yeah, is different but yet mm-hmm. there's like little pieces I almost feel like it makes us better at our jobs because we're oh, so yeah. well-rounded yeah what do you do now and how do you feel like what you're doing too helps with womanness oh okay great question great question because when you hear about my major you think it's like all over the place mm-hmm. um and that's what my dad thought too until he realized <laughs> i was happy doing it and then yeah. he's like okay it's fine i feel like it's so like <laughs> full-bodied like if it was a wine it would, it would say full body with tannins on the surface. I So I studied all of that, um, and I loved every minute of it. I loved my undergrad. But I have been able, fortunately, to take everything that I learned and implement it into my job, um, which I, I work at a tech company, and um, I lead a women's network that we have globally. That is a new uh, position. Um, yay. Exciting. Congratulations, yeah. by the way. So you Thank lead you. your global women's group? Yes. Yeah. So it's all about women's empowerment. It's all about incorporating um, like women-owned small businesses in, in your area um, and women's rights and you know making wow. sure making sure women are being treated right within the workplace and outside of the workplace and things like that. Um, fighting for policy change and all that. So that's, that's my favorite part of my job. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I pretty much do that. And uh, then that flows into women as community because I do that, but more on a like Boise local community level through, through us. So Incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Incredible. Okay, so tell us a little bit about how you found Womenist and what you do now with Womenist. Okay. Um, So I'm the public relations coordinator for Womenist, a board member, and I found Womenist through, it was through FemStem, but Womenist actually reached out to me. Mm -hmm. It was Amber on our team that reached out to me and said, I feel really intuitive about this and I'm just reaching out Mm -hmm. because we have this position and I, I think it was an internship position and I responded and I was like you know what I want to be part of this but um, I want to be more than an intern and I feel like I have a lot that I can give and I want to show it so um, that was that I said that and then you're like okay let's do it so. yeah. I 
remember because I remember I was sitting in his nursery in our, his little nursing chair and we were Zooming and you were telling me about how like you wanted it to be more than an internship and you were telling me about what you do to him like you're way overqualified <laughs> to be an intern and I was so it's just it's cool you would ask me a question last time about what I look for when bringing someone on the team mm-hmm. and I would said something about how, like people who just kind of like drawn to us and I've been thinking about this and I and actually what I really really look for and this is with both my teams is someone who elevates the space so they elevate it through their energy through their experiences their drive they just make everyone else in that room naturally want to be um, just a, a better just all this like a better team together and you are no exception to that like I think that's what both of you like sitting here it's so cool to see a group of women come together and bring out the best of each other so I think that's what something I really value about you um, and that I'm super grateful for like since you've come on just the connections we've been able to make and like very genuine and authentic connections and relationships so I mean I'm grateful that your major was is you know as I don't know much variety as it is. Smorgasbord. It is. Thank you. It is. But I mean, it, it all applies. Like sociology yes. is all about people. Communication is all about people. Film for for other work that I do, I do a lot of content creation, and so um, that has a lot to do with what I do in the tech industry. Um, and then what else is there? Gender studies. Yes. French. French. I know you're like. What I used to. Study? I know. I used to you take so much. It was so funny. I used to take. Um, I was in customer service and I used to take the French calls and I wasn't very much in practice and so when you when you don't use it you lose it <laughs> and um, a lot of our customers were French Canadian like they're uh, Canadian customers that spoke French and Quebecois French is very different than Parisian French which is what we learned so it sounds um, I don't know it sounds like it's more it's it sounds more slang and like more like mushed together than regular French that I learned because I learned where you like write out a sentence so it's that like proper French and I don't know the slang and I don't know much about Canadian French and so whenever they would call in I'm like okay yeah please email me and then I'll respond in an email (laughs) but it was cool because I I brought that I brought that into it too so I don't know every little part of my major has helped me succeed in my job and get places okay will you tell us I always, you know, go back to the past. So I want to know your cultural upbringing, cultural background and your upbringing. Okay. Like what that was like. Okay. So um, my mom had a previous marriage and had three boys and those were my brothers. And then my dad and her, she, she got a divorce and then my dad and her got together and my dad raised my three brothers. Um, we adopted my sister. And so lots of kids, lots of kids in the family. My parents had me. And um, my dad is from India, so I'm half Indian. And then my mom is, she's mostly Swedish. Her mom was from Sweden. Well, her grandma was from Sweden, I think. Um, And then French German, so yeah. Just like your major. Just like my major. (laughs) Yeah, a little variety, a little variety, everything, everything. But um, it's, I don't know, I feel like I've been really fortunate with how I grew up because I grew up going to India. pretty much like every other summer, every couple summers. Um, and I was really able to nurture those relationships that I had with my family and um, learn the culture. And I want to say learn the language, but I'm like, I know very little Hindi, but I know enough to like understand what yeah. someone is saying, kind of. 
you know, I, I know how to get home. If I were lost, I would know how to get home. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, lots, lots of that, lots of India. Where in India? So my dad is from Bombay, okay. and then my family now lives in Pune, India, which is like it's a couple hours away. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Were you raised in Boise? Pretty much. I uh, I moved here when I was ten because my dad's job, and then uh, I went to college here, went to high school, college, moved back to India for a while, less than a year, but almost a year, I think. Yeah, somewhere around there. Uh, and then I came back here. And then I got a job in the tech industry probably a year later. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. How did that all influence, do you think, you wanting to study what you did with film production and gender studies? And obviously French probably with your background. Yeah. Um, so my mom always talks, she always talked about how she's Swedish, French, and German. She always wants to go to all of those countries and, and all of that. So I think I took French because of her influence there and I was like you know I should take I should take French and I think it's a beautiful language mm -hmm. and um, I'd always I love traveling so I'd always wanted to go and visit over there and fortunately the times that I have gone to Paris more recently in the last couple months I went for five days with one of my best friends and um, it actually came back as I was there my French came back and so I was like very well, pleasantly surprised yeah very pleasantly surprised um, so I was good with ordering food and navigating <laughs> Full-blown conversation, I would get a little bit nervous, but it's all good. But yeah, I think that influenced um, that influenced like how I am today because, like you said, I'm just I like variety in things. Mm -hmm. I like a little bit of everything. If you give me three options for dessert, I'm gonna want one of each. Mm -hmm. So um, I just I like to learn everything and anything that I can, and I know that I don't know everything, and I just I am a lifelong student. So. I yeah. love that. What's one thing that you have not, one thing that either you want to do or you want to learn, but but for whatever reason, you have not? Oh, probably a lot. A lot. Yeah. I feel like that's a great space for you to be in, though, because you said you're a lifelong student. Yeah. What, then, I guess, is at the top of your list to try next? Oh, what do I want to try next? I feel like... I want to solo travel more, actually. Where would you, what would be, okay, let's say, because you said three things for dessert. Okay. What would be the top three places you would want to travel next? Okay. Um, I would love to go to South Korea. Mm. I would love to go to Norway. And I would love to go to Iran and see, like, all of the history and the mosques and the architecture. Um... And all of that. I think I think that would be really fun. Yeah, for sure. All right. Could eat, pray, love that. Just, I could uh... eat, pray, love that. And I love traveling with people. I really do. But it's just a different experience when you're alone and you're navigating things, and you you gain like a different level of respect and like admiration for yourself. If that makes oh, sense. Yeah. So, yeah, I think I I would. I don't know. That's maybe something that I want to dive into. Nice. Have you done a lot of solo travel then? Or Not a lot, no. Where have you solo traveled to? And what's that experience like then traveling yeah. as a woman yeah. by yourself? Because I know I backpacked solo. Yeah. And it's it's different, but it's super empowering. Yeah. I don't know. So where have I solo traveled to? The places that I've solo traveled to have been like for work, really, just because you are alone mm. with things. But um, I feel like everywhere I go, I meet up with someone. Mm. And so um, I... I don't know if I've really, like, I guess I've 
like traveled, like flown and stuff places by myself. Um, but I always meet up with someone that I know or I meet someone that they become really great friends um, or something like that. But I've gone to India by myself before and come back. So cool. <laughs> but our family there, so it's yeah. just, it doesn't, I don't think that counts. What's your favorite counts. thing to do when you're traveling by yourself? Like, are you a big audible person? Do you like to read? Do you like to I love reading. do puzzles? I love reading. So if I'm on the plane and I'm completely by myself, even if I'm not by myself, I try to do this, but... I have a hard time watching movies, and which is weird because I, I majored in yeah. like film, but I have a hard time watching movies on a plane. I just, I get restless, and um, so what I do is I bring like three books with me, and I just read on planes. Wow, that's yeah. impressive. I read, and I have um, like a calming playlist going on in my headphones. And do you read while listening to your calming playlist? Yes, if it doesn't have words. A comic playlist? Calming, calming. Oh, calming. <laughs> like, we got wow. Amy Schumer no, in the back. No wonder you were able to study so many things. Like, <laughs> listening to something, and that'd be amazing. You, like listen to something, read something, you just absorb it all. <laughs> I wish. I'm trying to. I'm trying to monotask from here on out. It's not multitask as much. Yeah, absolutely. Um, what book are you reading right now? I am reading "Call Me by Your Name." Oh, I just saw Yay! that somewhere. Okay, oh, wait. Mm-hmm. Someone just gave me that book. It's wonderful. Have you seen the movie? No. It's wonderful. It's wonderful. Um, Yeah, I love it so far. It's very uh, not safe for children. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But um, really taps into like what it's like to grow up and come into your own identity and figure out what you like and um, have people around you that support you. And Mm -hmm. probably one of the best monologues I've ever heard in my entire life is from that the father to his son in that book. Like I could I could I could read that, I could listen to it forever and it's just it's so supportive and real and um yeah, it's beautiful. One of my favorites actually that I've ever heard. Cool. Yeah. What do you feel like you've grown into your identity in this last year? Like what part of your identity have you really grown into? Um, maybe my sense of independence. And I, I've always been independent and like fiercely independent, sometimes to a fault, but um, really leaning into that, but then also being able to ask for help when I need it. Because that's very hard for me to ask for help. Um, I have this mindset that I can do everything, and I, I don't have the mindset, I know I can do everything, but. I was in therapy once, and my therapist told me, yes, but you're not meant to. You're not meant to do everything. What you say, isn't it? That's what you said on your... I say you can do anything, but not everything. But the way you phrased that, because that was your words of goodness. I wonder what your Enneagram is. I would like to find out. I've been deep diving on the Enneagram. I find it so fascinating. I I did it once, but I don't remember. It's, It's funny because you can... The Enneagram has become so popular that we just mm-hmm. kind of talk about it like happy hour. Like, what's your number? Right. And like, yeah, they have those animals. like Instagram pages. Yeah, and, but yeah. if you really dive into it more, there's so much self knowledge to be had, and it's really fascinating. Mm-hmm. And they say not to actually take the test, but to read a book and or listen Ooh. to somebody talking about it, so you can kind of identify oh. your type, mm-hmm. and then d- dive into it a little bit more to see if it fits. But, be interested to know what you are. I know. Are you? You're an extrovert. Would you say? Um. Yeah. Yeah. I would say that. I think I've. 
I don't know. They have those things called like introverted extrovert mm-hmm. kind of thing, you know. So I feel like I have uh, learned to be more introverted, and I, I appreciate my alone time a lot more now. Yeah. And um, I love my alone time, and I know that I need it in order to recharge myself. Yeah. And so I love being at home. I love being by myself. I love reading and gardening and not being around people. But when I am around people, I think I have a great time. And I, love talking and yeah yeah having fun with people it's a nice balance i'd like to think so yeah (laughs) okay so you said that there is the next thing that you want to learn or to do is to go travel by yourself do Mm -hmm. more independent travel Mm -hmm. what's something that you would love to i don't know i feel like accomplish isn't exactly the right word but is there something on your list or on like in your vision that you'd like to do in the next six months? Hmm. Um, okay, I think, well, what I want to, so I recently got this global role um, of taking care of the women's network that we have. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I really want to deep dive just into that because it's mm-hmm. new, it's fresh, and I feel like what I have done has has led me to achieve this, like achieve getting this role in the first yeah. place. And so... Um, just probably deep diving into that and like mm. expanding and meeting new people and networking, however LinkedIn-ish that sounds. <laughs> no, I think it totally makes sense. Yeah. What, what made you want to go into gender studies and then to work with policy so, and change for women? Okay, so, well, the gender studies thing happened a week before graduation oh. <laughs> where my counselor, she looked at my transcripts and looked at all the classes that I took and she was like, you already have this. She's You're like, you're oh, wow. towards it. Yeah, you just need to, she, you've already taken all the classes. Just put this in, just get this under your belt. So I didn't really like go in wanting to learn about that, but I took all the classes that were applicable mm-hmm. to it. So, um, wait, what was the question? Just what like pulled you towards gender studies and then oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Re- policy reform for women? Okay. Um, my grandma, my grandma was a fierce woman and fighter for women and she loved women in education she um was very progressive very 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 progressive for is this your grandma in india yeah yeah grandma in india very studious loved loved college loved going to university loved learning um and she was just such a powerhouse she was such a powerhouse woman and i mean if you look all around my house you'll see her she's everywhere she has little i have little pictures of her sitting everywhere because of what an influence she was to me. So I think I think a big part of what I do now is thanks to her and seeing how she was and how she fought for women. And um, yeah, she was just a powerhouse. And I, I want to emulate even like 1% of what she did. So that's awesome. Would you say she's your idol? Yeah. 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 Her and my mom. And she is no longer. No, she passed. She passed a couple years ago. Um, but I, I feel her all the time. I bet you do all the time. And sometimes, like I think about her, and I just think about her like she's right next to me. Mm. Um, and it feel it feels like that because she yeah. her spirit is like yeah. she is right next to me. So that's probably why I feel that way. <laughs> and you feel like one of those people that if she could choose, which I believe, like I feel like they do get to choose who they would want to you know, spend their afterlife yeah. or whatever around. I feel like... Oh, she's here. Yeah. She's totally... She's always here. Oh, wow. That's so special. Yeah. What advice do you think she... Or what do you think she would say to you if 
she could tell you something. And maybe she does. Oh, you made me cry. Mm. Um, probably that she's proud of my independence and how I take care of other people. Mm. Yeah. And how does that feel for you? Well, I'm crying right now, yeah. so. Yeah. I can tell yeah. at you what that means. Yeah, yeah she, um, I just think she would be really proud of what I have accomplished today. Mm. And it's hard to talk about, it's hard to talk about your accomplishments. No one, you know, people like to talk about themselves, but it's, it's very yeah. difficult um, sometimes to vouch for yourself or, you know, you're sitting there giving credit to everyone else. And, and although there are other people that, that, that help you in your journey, um, a lot of it, a lot of it is you. And, yeah. you know, you wouldn't be here today if it weren't for your own drive and your own passions and all of that. So I think, I think she would just be very, very proud of um, what I've done in my career and the path that I've chosen. And for me right now, my, my path isn't necessarily marriage and kids and um, like uh, like making creating my own family and all of that but it's more career driven mm -hmm. and I want to take care of the people that are in my life right now and I think she would be proud of that mm -hmm. yeah yeah she would mm -hmm. yeah I mean we are oh, <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah but for someone who is having difficulties maybe feeling confident in their own skin or finding who they are. Let's say that someone who's struggling to find who they are, like what makes them them? What advice would you give to them? I would say um, work on filling your own reservoir. Mm. Another thing my therapist told me, she mm. said, she told me that she goes, Jasmine, you're like a battery. You're a battery, you're full of energy, you're full of love, you're full of this and that and all that. And people that don't have that battery or their battery is drained will gravitate toward you and kind of mm. kind of like leech off of your, your battery a yeah. little bit. So when that happens, like that's that's okay, that's that's life and that happens, but you need to make sure to recharge your battery and fill your reservoir. Your reservoir is empty. Mm -hmm. um, so I asked her, I was like, how do I do that? What do you mean refill my reservoir? I don't even know what that means. Yeah. And she goes, do things that you love to do. What's mm. your favorite book? Read that again. Wow. Go, what, what do you like to do as far as like physical exercise? Tap into that. Mm. Go on a run. Go, you loved boxing, so get back into boxing. Wow. Um, and just working on doing things that you love and doing things that your, your inner child would love. Yeah. You know? That's why I have some Barbies over there because I loved Barbies and um, I had, I remember my favorite Barbie that I ever got. It was a little Indian Barbie mm. and she had this beautiful like Indian wedding attire on and I still have her. She's at, she's at my parents' house in, in boxes, but I have to take her out. But uh, she was my favorite Barbie because I would, I would look at her and I'm like, oh my gosh, like that Barbie looks like me. Mm -hmm. I remember going into the store, like Toys R Us when I was a little girl and I would look at a, the sea of Barbies mm. and I would look for the one that looks like me. Yeah. And that's what I would gravitate toward. Of course. And then I got into Bratz dolls and that, oh, that whole debate that's is, whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> the Bratz dolls look like anybody. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what would you say right now in your life that is challenging or something that is rubbing up against your comfort edge and how do you, how do you handle that when you're kind of faced with something that's bringing you that d discomfort pushing you against mm. that growth edge 
I think learning to let go and let people make their own mistakes allowing them to make their own mistakes instead of jumping into a situation and trying to figure out what's happening why is that happening what can I do right now to, re to remedy it how do I solve this this is how we're going to move forward because I'm I'm very much an executor where I'll see something I'll see an issue and my immediate response is something where I need to fix this and this is how we're going to do it mm. and so that's where when I was saying independent to a fault that's where that kind of comes in because it's not necessarily my responsibility to fix everyone else's problems and yeah. so um, it's very hard for me to let go and kind of step back, especially when it comes to people that I love and people that I, in my mind, I know I can help them. Mm. Um, but it, it's just one of those things where you have to let people make their own mistakes. Um, and so that's hard. It's, it's very difficult. It's very difficult. And it's like, well, I could have done it this way and I could have done it this way. And it's, again, it's one of those things you're not, you're not meant to, you're not meant to do oh, yeah. everything. You, you can be there as support if they need it but mm -hmm. this is like their life they have to figure it out that kind of thing so that has been um, a challenge and a big growth opportunity for me to lean into yeah is learning to let go a little bit mm -hmm. a lot of it <laughs> it's like I think were we talking about Mel Robbins our girl our girl Mel she, <laughs> Auntie Mel Auntie Mel I'm the doctor uh, but she talks about how like when people do something that's out of your control and you feel like it's impacting you so like you're taking on their energy mm -hmm. um, and you're trying to understand why they did something or trying to change why they did and she's it's like two words just let them mm -hmm. like, just let them. let them and it's just like letting I don't know I found that so helpful for me because I too am, you know are you an empath Mm -hmm. Yeah, you just kind of feel other people's emotions and, mm -hmm. and you start to read into like, why did this person do that? And why would they do that? And mm -hmm. how can I fix this? And, you know, you have your own stuff to deal with. Yeah. And, and so if it starts to bother me, and it's not like a laissez-faire, like you're not being complacent, mm -hmm. just let them. Like they've got their own stuff they're going to work through and it's not your job right. to fix them. Right. You can say as much as you want, but until they make the decision that they want to yes. have a certain change in their life or they want to... Um, act a, a different way toward the people they love. It's that that's on them. You yeah. can you can give them advice, yeah. um, but the ulti ultimately it's it's not on you, not on you at all. Yeah, I, I find <laughs> that I'll try to manage people's emotions. Like my husband's, for example, I'll try to like mm. do what is it like um, damage control almost, yeah. mm -hmm. but preemptively trying to get him to not have his feelings basically and so that's been a really grow a big thing for me like he can he's a grown-up of course obviously mm -hmm. he yeah. is entitled to all his feelings I don't need to try to manage those things and, mm -hmm. and that really isn't even for him that's because I don't want to be uncomfortable with mm -hmm. his big feelings it's like be at peace with people's feelings and mm -hmm. what they're going through it's not my job to try to control mm -hmm. the situation so that I'm comfortable mm -hmm. always. I, I have, I've been listening to this thing that happens where, um, and I'm try, trying to implement it into my life more. When, when someone comes to me and they're venting and they talk mm -hmm. about an issue that they're having, it's not all the time that they want a response. And yeah. so they just want someone to listen and, mm -hmm. you know, I, I've been, I've been called out on that before where it's like, I don't want you to fix my problem. I just yes. want you to listen. Oh, right. And so I feel like now I, um, am more intentional 
in saying, okay, would you like me to just listen to you or would you like advice? Yeah. And so, um, deep down, I'm hoping that that's a advice because that's (laughs) just, that's just who I am. (laughs) But sometimes it's just not that and people just want to vent and talk about what's going on. So I think, I think I, going back to my house, I feel like I have curated my home in order for people to be comfortable doing that. Mm. Um, because since I've been here, it's been three months now, three and a half months that I've, that I've lived in this space. Um, there have been multiple people that have come in and in times of need Mm -hmm. or heartache or, um, just needing someone to talk to about something really difficult in their life. And they have been able to sit and have a coffee or Mm. I'll cook them a meal and we'll just sit and talk about it. And I, I feel like they leave feeling a lot better than how they did coming in. And I'm like very proud of the space that we've created in order to be able to do that. So yeah, it just hit me again back to, uh, we're talking about your house, but so not back to it because we're already we're talking here. about it, <laughs> but it is so open in here. I feel like that it actually kind of creates some sort of emotional space because yeah. it's just such an open space. Yeah. It's kind of crazy how a, a place can have that mm-hmm. feeling to mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. I feel like our te- I'm not trying to open up your, your loft <laughs> to our team, but I feel like our team It'd be a really cool space to have, like, our team. You are trying to open it up, and I've mentioned it before, so yes. I'm just trying to open that door. (laughs) I've offered it before. Yes, we have to do it. It would be so great. Well, and Katie had the idea of just dance party. Yeah. (laughs) Like, this is the perfect dance. I just, I feel like I'm in a cool club that's, like, when you're, like, too old for clubs, but you want to go out, but also feel comfortable. Yeah. But feel chic. Yep, yep. Like, yeah, I it's, feel like that. It's so funny that you mentioned that because um, before we moved in, before we got this space, it's really cool how we got this space in, in the first place, but before we moved in, it was just all open and it was super echoey because there, no, there were no rugs, there was no yeah. furniture. It was just a huge, empty space with concrete floors, so very echoey. Um, but Jason, my partner, he was like, we're going to have DJs and dance parties and all that and I'm like you know what that sounds really fun because awesome. all of his friends all of, a bunch of his friends um they DJ and they create really fun like disco house um just like really fun beats you yeah. know that you want to you want to move to I'm like that would be really fun so I had this whole idea I'm like we're gonna be set up in the corner there can be people upstairs oh. and we can move this and that but then all of my stuff came in and then we set it up and yeah. so now I'm like, okay, well, we'll have to maneuver a little bit, but maybe one day. Oh, totally. <laughs> I'm going to take one more question, like, a little bit deeper because of what you just said. Because okay. I think a lot of us find this about ourselves when we, I think, like, we do want to take care of people uh-huh. at the end of the day. And it's easier to try to take care of other people's problems than to take care of ourselves. Mm-hmm. So when we get to this place, and it sounds like you've gotten to this place where you're like, okay, people have their problems and I can be here for them as they need me to be. Mm-hmm. Um, but that gives you so much more energy to put towards you and mm-hmm. taking care of yourself. So what is maybe something that you really struggled with in the past about yourself that being able to take on this energy now towards you, you like love about yourself? Or maybe oh. you're making peace with. Um, oh, okay. Let me think here. Well, the first words that come up are, are passion and drive. Cause I feel like through self care, I have realized that I have a lot of passion and a lot of drive for whatever I'm, I'm working on. But, um, 
probably something that I struggled with in the past was being able to uh, separate me time and separate like friend time and family time mm-hmm. and all of that. So I would give all of my energy to everyone else I felt like and I wouldn't be able to have the time or the energy to invest it back into myself. Mm-hmm. And so um, I went through a rough time and when I was after I was going to therapy and stuff, I learned that you have to take care of yourself in order to take care of anyone mm-hmm. else. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I got into boxing then and I actually I had a pretty um, I mean, I, I, I looked great. I felt really great. Um, but mentally, I was mm-hmm. in a space that was so messed up and so dark. And um, I just had an unhealthy relationship mm-hmm. with exercise because that was the only thing that I could do. I could, I could manage to exercise, but the entire time I was crying or mm-hmm. um, I was focused on my head was elsewhere. And I wasn't working out to just make my body feel good. I was working out because yeah. that was the only thing I could do. I couldn't see... I couldn't talk to my family. I couldn't talk to my friends about what was going on because um, I would just be so upset that I'd, and I'd be a blubbering mess. And so that was the one thing that I just, I, I did incessantly. Mm. And so now, fast forward three years, four years, I have a very healthy relationship with boxing. And um, it's healthy because I'm able to balance it where that is part of my life but so is going out with friends and having a good time and so is um taking my parents out to go eat and so is taking care of myself outside of exercise and just chilling out you know sitting on the couch and watching a great movie and having popcorn and candy and i just yeah now now i have a healthy i think relationship Mm -hmm. and and a good balance I feel like the word of this conversation is balance. You just are such like a mm. balanced human, which is so harmonious. Yeah, like that yeah. homeostasis. It's such a special thing to have, and I think a lot of people are striving for that. Yeah, thank and, you. Yeah, yeah. I think people mm. get confused that that means like it needs to be like a straight line. Like you're always just right here, and it Mm-mm. means like you can find where like those dips are in the valley, but you you know a way to regulate yourself yeah, mm-hmm, you know and mm-hmm. who you are at your core and, and I think it's just I think I mean, it's, yeah life's not stagnant and uh-huh. people aren't stagnant and anyone that wants to remain the same forever there is no growth there yeah there's no growth and life is full of ups and downs as everyone says and um you kind of just have to be okay with it and know mm-hmm. that whatever you're feeling right now whether it's good or bad is temporary and it's it's going to come up again. It's going to go down again. And you just kind of got to go with the flow. Ride that wave. Ride, Ride the wave. wave yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I want to ask you, I came up, I like to come up with games. <laughs> and this one, okay. So you work for Intuit. Yes. Yes. I mean, I, yeah, I know. I just want to make sure I can, we can say that, um, which we want to give them a special shout out because they've been super supportive of Womenist. <laughs> and we're so grateful that you're able to connect us with them. So I thought in their honor and in your honor, we play a game called, are you into it? Like, are you into it? <laughs> yeah, pretty good. Okay, cool. um, pineapple on your pizza. Yes. And this is the reason why. This oh, is the reason. Okay. I'm allergic to pineapple. I can't have pineapple. But that's why it's like you want what we can't have? Uh, no, I can have it on pizza because the acidity is cooked, cooked. up. Yeah. That's like, the only what? way that I can have pineapple. That's incredible. So you try to eat it whenever you can then? I mean, if there's pineapple on pizza and it's in front of me, I'm going to eat it. Cool. <laughs> I'm going to eat it. <laughs> Are you a crust person? Yes. Mm. Yes. Do you like pineapple on pizza? Yeah, I love p- pineapple, p- 
pepperoni jalapeno. Oh, yeah, get yeah. some jalapenos. Oh, man, mm-hmm. that's the oh, perfect gosh. combo. It's mm-hmm. sweet, jalapeno spicy, business. savory. <laughs> um, TV in your bedroom. No, absolutely not. Jason gets mad at me for that, but I said, I'm like, no, my bedroom and my house is my sanctuary, and I think it removes, my mom always told me this, where it just, it removes the intimacy out of being in the bedroom. That's what my mom and dad said. Well, my mom and dad, I don't know what they said, but they said no. Something like that. (laughs) They said no, you're not getting one. No. So, yeah, yeah, I mean, I have, what do I have in my bedroom? I have books, and I have lamps, and I have um, a little, like, coffee nook area, and... Yeah. Um, it's just, it's intimate and it's, it's hard cause I sleep with my phone next to me. So it's like, okay, well there's that and the scroll, yeah. doom scroll and all that stuff is kind of unfortunate, but it's, I don't know. I just don't, I don't like a TV in my bedroom. Mm-mm. Would you go on, Katie and I were looking at this the other day. It's like a retreat that for 72 hours, oh my God. No, you're 100 in the dark. No, 100 hours. 100 hours? Yes. Oh, 100 hours you're in the dark. So you're wearing Pitch an black. eye mask that blocks out the dark. And we haven't gathered if you can be moving. I'm sure you can probably move around. You're like eating. Yeah. The thought of that makes me nauseous. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, so no. So about silent retreat for 100 hours. 100 hours of silence. I feel like I would break out into laughter at some point, so I don't think it would work. That's what you're saying. What if our team (laughs) did it together? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I would love a silent retreat if I was by myself. If I was by myself and I didn't know anyone. Yeah, I think that's the key. You can't go with anyone you know. Yeah. Then I I think I I would be able to do it. Yeah, that actually If someone paid me to do it, then I would do it. But would I pay myself to do it? Probably not. Ooh, I would. You would? I couldn't. I don't think I... I, I could know. not go with you though, Jen. <laughs> no one could go with me. <laughs> I was that kid that like would look at everyone in the circle when you weren't supposed to talk. Oh yeah, <laughs> start giggling. Yeah. Uh, full moon rituals. Yes. We just had a full moon. Yeah. What yes. do you do? Have you done one? I have. I used to do them all the time. I haven't. I have been out of practice for a while now. But um, what would I do? I would charge my crystals. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I would charge my crystals. I would do, um, I don't remember if it was during a full moon or a new moon, but I, I did both of the rituals. So one is like a manifestation ritual and one is a letting go ritual. So um, I would write on paper what I want to manifest. I would do things like um, if it was, I don't know, I would do things that would bring me, bring me back down to earth. And I read this thing where this person puts chocolate and berries and nuts in a bowl because that those are earthly Mm. earthly things and they connect they they grow like right out from the earth and Mm -hmm. um it just kind of brings you back down to Mm. earth and it it, i feel like it grounds you in a sense so i would do that um and i would would eat that while i'm doing my meditation i would um probably the next morning i would go out and i would go for a hike and i would do Mm. like an affirmation hike so i'm by myself i have my headphones in or i don't have music on at all and it's just me and nature and i would I would I would say things out loud like I am beautiful I am sexy I am thriving I am so powerful you know I'm financially independent I can take care of my friends I can take care of my family I can take care of myself things like that so mm, I love that yeah mm. I'm mm. just thinking of I can't even remember now if we've had these conversations on the podcast but when I had him and it was October and there's a full moon and I I have full moon charge my vagina because <laughs> I was what does so, that mean? I don't even know. I mean, what did that? So, so what was the ritual? Yeah, paint um, a picture. It was okay. So I was going crazy. The woman on the proposal, 
Sandra Bullock. The movie. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. With Ryan. And she's like losing her mind. Oh, yeah. You know? So good. The windows, the walls. Yeah. Uh, that's what I felt like. I was like, I need to go outside, honey, and I need to recharge in front of the moon. It's like full moon. He's like, do you need me to go with you? I was like, no, I need you just on my own. I just on my robe, and I just someone had told me about it. That you Were like, you in your backyard? Or just ro- yeah, my back, my backyard on our corner street with yeah. no privacy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, with your robe off. Um, I had it on, but then I like went like this, and I was like, what do you want from me? <laughs> like, so I'd heard it. Like, someone yeah. said like you go out and you. How long did you do it for? Flash the moon. Um, just long enough for me to feel like. Okay, we're gonna be okay. <laughs> Cut that out. We're all okay. <laughs> we are all okay. I cried a little bit, yeah. and, I, and then I just—it's powerful. It so I powerful. I love 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 full moons. Yeah, I cool. I love the sun, um, but I love the moon, and the I I so typically I get my period with a full moon. Yeah, me too. Yeah, and that um, that goes into like a whole other a whole yeah. other conversation about. We should talk. We should have someone come on to talk about like cycles and yeah. How like the cycle works with the moon? Yeah, yeah. Luke always knew when it was a full moon coming. He's like, okay. And I sent mm-hmm. him a calendar invite too before we had. It's called <laughs> Winter is Coming. <laughs> I just let him know. He'd be like, so there's a full moon around the corner. How you doing? Yeah, I yeah. think it'd be so cool to have that. Yeah, we should. Yeah. Would you be a reality TV contestant? No. Okay. I <laughs> that takes my next question. I no, no I, I feel like I have a response, like a long response to all yeah. of these. Um, I feel like, I, I don't know, I'm not a big reality TV person, but just a couple days ago, I decided I wanted to dive in a little bit, so I started watching Real Housewives of Salt Lake oh, City. Wow, yes. <laughs> Do you watch it? Yeah, my, my best I friend and I binge that one when she comes to town. <laughs> oh, wow. You so do? Bad. Yeah. Okay. My budge, she's my budge. That's what we call each other. She, when we go to see each other... We are the most pathetic humans. We just like sit on the couch. I love it. We get ourselves like a, a vodka yeah. cream soda. A vodka cream soda. And watch Real Housewives <laughs> of oh, Salt Lake City. You need okay. friends like that. It's mm-hmm. so, it's hard. I got four, so Jason and I were sitting on the couch, got four episodes in, and I and was Jason like... Jason watches it with you. I mean... Don't tell him. Don't, 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 don't tell him that I Jason, said this. Jason, we know nothing. He was edited out of this. <laughs> he who should not be named watches it. Um, but just that one night, we, I just wanted to binge it because I've never really done it. And so um, I got four episodes in, and I, I was going to bed, so I turned it off, and I was just sitting there, and I'm like, I can't imagine having friends like that and every yeah. single gathering you get together it's just petty drama oh, yeah. petty drama and it's a reality show and so you know they they it's do like it i think yeah stuff, they create but, it and things like but that man, but that messes with your mind so when you're yeah. not filming you're like are we friends or are we not friends because yeah. i don't know yeah. i don't think any of them are friends on that or maybe a couple of them but everything is basically like they're forced together right yeah right Okay, I have two more questions for you, and one was kind of dark, but the other one's kind of fun. You get an envelope, and in it says the day that you're going to die. Wow. Do you open it? Whoa! No. That took a turn. No, I do not open it. Do you open it? Oh, man. <laughs> I don't know if I could stop myself, and then I'd be just incredibly <laughs> mad at myself for doing it. Okay. I, would, I would burn it immediately. Have you read the book about the string theory? And everyone gets a string sent to their, bo- their house, and it's in a box. And if you open it, the string length show- tells you how long you're going to live. And it's a whole thing. I feel like you. I feel like both of you guys. 
Oh, yeah. I haven't. I don't know. It's really interesting. And then things of like it. politically what's going on and like, yeah. but then it's also with like relationships. If you're mm-hmm. with someone and they have a short string and you have a long string, are you going to stay Aww. with them? Like it's so, it's really interesting though. It's a book? Yeah. A fictional book. It is. I don't, think it's called the, I don't think it's called the string theory. I have to look at what it is now, but it's okay. very, yeah. yeah. Okay, so no, and then you couldn't help yourself, so don't send you the envelope because you don't want to know. I don't want to know, but I would okay. have Well, if an envelope time. comes to your house and it's blank address, I would say don't open it. <laughs> okay, there might be anthrax in there anyway. <laughs> I, don't, I just feel like, no, I just, I, that's an absolute no. Yeah. I would not want to know, just. I want to live my life. I'm I want to live life. every day like, like it's my last. You know, yeah. I, that's so, like it sounds last, cliche, you but also have like a fulfilling life ahead of you. Yeah, and I, I just I want to enjoy. I want to enjoy every moment that I have. I want to, I want to act as if every moment is special mm. because it is special. Yeah. And so there are things like I'm I'm gonna burn the nice candles that we have, and I'm gonna use the nice china, and I'm gonna pop the bottle of champagne on a Tuesday night because <sighs> should have brought the bottle of champagne. <laughs> Next time. Next time. Next time. (laughs) You know? It's all special. Okay. Last question. Okay. Unless you have one you want to add? No. Okay. You have the opportunity to invite to the Mirage Mahal your favorite artist that you have to sing your favorite song by them in front of them. Do you do it? Yeah. Oh yeah, you're so awesome. I don't know. I don't know who it is, but I would do it. (laughs) Whatever. I I feel like um, saying my favorite artist is so hard. That's so hard. It's so hard. Well, and half my artists are like instrumental musicians, so I'm just making the sounds of the instrument right now. Yeah. Okay. What's one? Can you think of one? I love disclosure. Oh, yeah. I love Disclosure. That'd be a hard one to sing. Mm-hmm. It would be very hard to sing. <laughs> yeah. You'd need a lot of people who knew how to make instrument noises yes. with their mouth. Yes. What is that? Acapella? No. Yeah, acapella is that. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. Making instrument music? With, with your, your mouth? mouth? Isn't that like, like beatboxing? That? Yeah, kind of like yeah. beatboxing. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. What's that movie with the girls who sing? Pitch Perfect? Yeah. What are they mm-hmm. in? Acapella They're group? an acapella yeah. group, yeah. I've never seen that, and I need to, and I want to. Yeah, it's good. Mm-hmm. Next, next Women's Night. Come Pitch over here. Mm-hmm. We're going to watch a movie. We're going to bring a DJ in. Mm-hmm. We're going to use the good china, open the nice <laughs> bottle of champagne, light the nice candles. Yes. yes. And if any envelopes come, don't, don't, don't give one to me now. Rip them up. Oh, my gosh. Okay. I lied because I do have two marks. We always ask all Yay. of our guests. Okay, fun. Yeah, I'm so excited. What is one hope you have for the next generation of womenists? Um, to lean on those around you. Mm. And maybe not necessarily heavily, but um, know that you're within a safe space mm. and you can talk about anything, anything, however uncomfortable it is, however difficult it is, happy, whatever it is you have a community and you have people that you can speak to about any any season of life that you're in. I love that. Yeah. And then what are you manifesting for yourself? Oh, okay. Yeah, I feel like I really want, I want to, I love what I do. I love my career. I feel like I'm very career driven. Um, and I just, I want, I want more. 
Like, I, I want more, and it's not, it doesn't necessarily come down to, like, a money thing. Yes, m more money would be great. More money's always great, because it allows you to do more things that you love. But I think, um, I think the people that I, that I meet through what I do is really, really impactful. And um, the conversations that I have are conversations that stick with me for life. There have been things that I have heard five years ago when I first started that I still that still resonate today, and I still think about um, when I'm in you know certain meetings or yeah having certain conversations with people. But um, yeah, just more more growth on a professional on a professional level. I think that's great. Yeah, yeah. I feel like that's coming your way too. I feel it. We'll charge the crystals. <laughs> charge whatever else we need for growth. <laughs> I don't have a backyard to do what you did, but... Oh, it's fine. <laughs> I mean, these I'm windows. on like a corner lot right by retirement center. And you know what? We all have parts. We do. Yeah. That we do. That is true. That's how you connect with your body. So. That's exactly it. Well, I mean, on that note, is there anything else you would like for our community to know? Maybe um, a mantra of mine. Mm. So it's very simple. Um, it's pretty much the golden rule of what cultures and religions have, but um, it's good thoughts, good words, good deeds. So mm. it's a Zoroastrianism um, saying, and it's pretty much what they live by. And uh, it's so simple. Mm. If you think good thoughts, you'll have good words, and then you'll do good deeds. So that's just kind of what I live my life by. Thank you so much for sharing your beautiful loft. <laughs> Thank Mirage you. Mirage Mahal and your time with us. Thank you. You're just a delight. We're so grateful that you're on our team. I love being here. Hey, Womanists. Thanks for being a part of our community and listening to this episode of the Womanist Podcast. Here at Womanists, we are committed to growing and evolving as a community together. If you found this episode brought value to your life, share it with a womaness who empowers you. And while you're at it, help other womaness find this podcast by giving it a like, subscribing, and leaving a review. You can also find additional resources and opportunities to connect with womaness by subscribing to our newsletter linked in the show notes, as well as on our Instagram, womaness community. Until next time, be good to yourself and be good to others. We'll see you at the next episode of the Womenist Podcast.